0: Greenie with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Greenie on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. I am not Greenie. I am Shay Cornette. Jordan Cornette here with me as well, my husband. We're filling in.
0: I wish I was Greenie.
1: For Greenie. <laughs> I want to be
0: like Greenie when I grow up.
1: I know, right? I feel very honored be on this platform for the next 2 hours. Uh Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests will join us on the Goodyear hotline if you want to give us a ring, feel free. The phone number is 888 say ESPN that is 8887293776. So in case you missed all the things that happened last night on top of NFL preseason kicking off, um there was a baseball game that went on, but it wasn't just a typical baseball game. It was the Field of Dream game. And from someone who admittedly has never seen the movie Field of Dreams, and if, if you're going to hate on me right now, go ahead. I don't care. Uh, this was actually really cool. As a non-baseball fan, as a real baseball fan, as someone who's seen the movie, hasn't seen the movie, it didn't really matter. If you have any sort of feelings, you would have liked this. And this is how it ended.
2: You know, once I make you know, once I made contact, I knew it was over. I knew it was out. Uh, you know, but these are the moments you want to be in. Uh, you know, these these big games like this, this you know, this, this is when the time to show up. And, uh, you know, we, we played a great game all the way through. And, uh, you know, we was able to finish it, and uh, we got the win.
1: Okay, so the White Sox won 9-8. That was Tim Anderson, who you just heard, the shortstop for the Chicago White Sox, who hit a walk-off to close it out, and it was in total cinematic fashion, the way it just flew into the cornfields, and it was it was really amazing. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And, Jay, you and I were watching this last night, and, and it, was, it was awesome. Like, everything from the home runs to the way it ended, to the location, to the way it was set up, the feelings it gave these players and these managers, really well executed by Major League Baseball.
0: And how many times do you get off statements like that? Really well executed by Major League Baseball. They went outside the box, and baseball, guess what? It delivered. This was the kind of moments that they need to encapsulate, look back on, and say, let's build on in the future. Aesthetically, whether you've seen the movie or not, it was captivating to you. Mm -hmm. It also happened to be two teams from major markets that were playing for something. The Chicago White Sox, one of the best teams in baseball. The Yankees, all of a sudden, having won seven of their last ten coming into it, are firmly in this wild card race. So you've got two big markets, two teams. Uh, chock full of stars on both sides, and you know what? It wasn't a pitcher's duel. It wasn't a slow-moving game. This thing was exciting. 16 yeah. of the 17 runs coming via the home run, go-ahead home runs, multiples in the ninth inning. But the stars were the ones who delivered. I mean, you're talking about the heaviest hitters, the most massive physical specimens in this yeah. game, and, and and Stanton and Judge and Eloy, and all the Jose Abreu and then tim anderson to finish the game like he did
1: which by the way was a two-run homer with one out in the ninth inning for those of you that didn't see the end of it
0: and i love that we played sound from tim anderson out of the gate because to me this was his announcement that you guys have been overlooking me for so long despite the fact that i continue to do what i'm doing if this moment's not going to make you believe that i should be the face of baseball i don't know what will and that's No disrespect to Shohei Ohtani. He should maybe share the platform with Tim Anderson, and he's doing stuff that may be more incredible than Tim Anderson. But Ohtani is out there with an Angels team that is playing 500 baseball at this point and most likely will finish below 500 when the season's over. The White Sox have a real chance this year to win the World Series. And baseball, I don't know why, but is trying to bury Tim Anderson as best they can. The All-Star game, he doesn't get in a bet. Can't understand why. The bat flipping before that, he gets suspended by baseball. The guy is so cool, you can't deny him this moment, no matter how long baseball tries to keep Tim Anderson outside of the spotlight. That home run yesterday in that stage and that special moment should be enough to say, hey, let's ride the wave of him along with Shohei Ohtani Mm -hmm. because this guy has a chance to win the hardware this year. He's already been a batting champ. He's an all-star. He's playing for one of the greatest teams in a massive market, and he's marketable just like Shohei is. Give this guy his due light. Let him shine. And I hope this is a jumping off point because Tim Anderson, baseball, Yankees and White Sox delivered yesterday.
1: They, they really did. I mean, over the last one, two, three seasons, he's hit over 300. I mean, the guy is impressive. I, uh, Jordan and I both um, came to ESPN via Chicago, and I covered the White Sox very closely over the last couple of years. And let me tell you something about T.A. Tim Anderson, that would be. He don't care if you don't like the bat flips. He doesn't care if you don't like the way he grandstands sometimes. He doesn't care if you don't like his swag. And the White Sox in general, they don't care if you don't like their jerseys unbuttoned and their necklaces and the way they like, – like, that's what makes them kind of cool. And I loved last night that T.A. was the guy that hit that walk-off to close it out because, yes, you're right, Jay, he deserves his. And the bat flip just adds, I think, to the allure. And I know there are some people probably listening right now that, you know, are of those that have watched America's pastime for a really <laughs> long time, and they they aren't really high on the fact of the bat flip and all these other different things or not having it be such a team sport, more of an individual sport now as it moves away from – like. It's okay to adjust and adapt. It's okay to have a face like T.A. be the face of, a, of an entire sport and be able to do these cool different things that draw in a younger audience. Look, I went on yesterday before this game was aired, and I said, why are we doing Field of Dreams? This came out in 1989. Like, isn't baseball trying to appeal to a younger audience? And let me just say I was proved wrong because I thought last night was really cool amongst the cornfields. I mean, who's going to go find that ball, by the way, like in the cornfields? Like, well, the,
0: I saw they already had Tim Anderson's cleats be given to the Baseball Hall of fame, because that moment was one that, I mean, look, in recent memory, can you think of a a more special regular season baseball game that with the stage, uh, with all the bells and whistles around it, and with the finish, it couldn't have gone more beautifully, and Shay, you talk about Field of Dreams being boring, I get all that, but the aesthetic, was incredible whether you've seen the movie whether it's outdated or not you talk about america's past time as we know the game to be well it's past time that people see what this sport has become and shay what why i say that is you're talking about guys that look like they could be defensive ends dropping bombs the appreciation for who these athletes are was incredible and those were the guys that delivered in those moments and yeah i don't think i was ever seen uh, brothers with gold chains out there <laughs> dropping bombs with their jerseys buttoned down. It was different. It was cool. It was hip. And we don't ever say that about baseball. And maybe that brings in that other audience.
1: And that's and that, I think, is what I was getting at. Like, I think that was really good for the sport, the way they moved it forward. It didn't feel like a, a reincarnation of what happened in 1989. It felt like a 2021 version of it. And I think that was the coolest part about it. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. And so quickly, Jay, now... When we see the Field of Dream games, this opens up a conversation. And by the way, you can feel free to give us a call for this question. It's 888-SAY-ESPN. That's eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Where else would you like to see base- – it doesn't have to be baseball – any sporting event played? Like, maybe there has been something or some place that makes you think, you know, this would actually be cool for that sport or for this fan base or whatever it is. Does anything come to mind?
0: Can't keep telling me to speak about the Rucka. Of. Matter of fact, I don't want to speak about the Rucka. Joe, that lyric comes right. right to my mind because I think of putting the NBA – Slam right there in the Mecca, and that's not the Garden. That's Rucker, Rucker Park. Throw the Knicks in there. Throw whoever else. People said the Nets, that's fine. But give me the Knicks in Rucker Park because that is New York City's team. And give me who an, another big draw. Give me give me the Lakers. Throw them in there playing. I'd love to see LeBron and AD and, and now all those other guys, Russ and and Melo, and, and have the Lakers and Knicks play right there in Rucker Park. I need nothing else. Just give me that.
1: Okay, so uh- – Watching this last night, I was thinking to myself, like, I loved the movie Mighty Ducks when I was younger. Like, why can't you play at New Hope Arena where Mighty Ducks was filmed have an NHL team play there? Okay, that's what I said yesterday about yesterday's game, but it ended up being so cool and Kevin Costner walking out in the beginning.
0: I, I led with... Give me LeBron and the Knicks <laughs> in Rucker Park. And you want to mount the Mighty Ducks and uh, we play some hockey over there. Yeah, I, I guess that would be great. But that's what you want to go with, survey says, number one.
1: Okay, what about uh, where the Sandlot filmed? Yes. Having a game where the Sandlot filmed? You can bring everyone back. Now they're like grown and we won't even know who's who anymore. Bring them back. Let's go to the Sandlot.
0: The Jet, yeah. I, Benny,
1: the Jet could be there. Maybe he throws out the first pitch.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think. The biggest thing coming off of this is, Shay. I mean, we're we're lucky enough to fill in here for Greeny for these next few hours. We're leading the show with baseball, Mm -hmm. and I I think that in itself should say what last night achieved. I agree. We played football in the National Football League yesterday, and we're leading with baseball. Job well done. Baseball, how are we going to use this to build and generate more momentum? Stay creative. Stay outside the box. And watch your sport grow.
1: Okay, speaking of football, we're going to go there next. By the way, tonight, tune into an NL battle Sunday. As the I'm sorry, not tonight. On Sunday as the Mets host the Dodgers, presented by Samsung Galaxy. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and 7 p.m. on ESPN. It's Shay and Jordan Cornett filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio next. We did see some preseason games last night. Our insider is going to fill us in on what we should expect from tonight's games. That's all next here on Greeny.
3: The podcast.
1: So talking a lot about baseball, but last night there were two preseason games. It was essentially the kickoff of the preseason in the NFL. I know we had the Hall of Fame game a week ago, but nonetheless... Football is back, folks. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and on your smart speakers. All you got to do is tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Shay Cornett, Jordan Cornett filling in for Greeny today. Uh, we're presented by Progressive Insurance, and guests will join us on the Goodyear hotline, which is where we're going to go in just a minute. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299 with no contract. All on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless 5G capable device required actual availability coverage and speed may vary so we were flipping around last night in our household here in the Cornette house between the field of dreams we were watching a little mac jones cam newton action last night white we Sox watching... did not
0: cover the run line last night which okay. is disappointing
1: were you listening to me i was talking about football i was trying to change you the said we're football. switching to both yeah yeah okay you're, you're, you're doing okay after the run line situation yeah, it's He's so mad. Literally, I heard you yelling when Tim Anderson (laughs) hit that bomb last night. Like, not enough. It's not not enough. enough. Need one more guy on base. Um, But nonetheless, yes, we were flipping around last last night. Um, So the Patriots – They uh, beat the Washington football team, and then we also saw the Eagles and the Steelers go at it last night. So it was a full night of preseason football. And, you know, there's not a ton always to take away from preseason football, but at least you get a good look at some of your rookies. For the Steelers, we got a chance to see, I don't know, who's going to back up Ben Roethlisberger? Is it going to be Dwayne Haskins? Is it going to be Mason Rudolph? Like, these are questions that you try and decipher and, and rip through during the preseason. And, Jay, I know it doesn't do a ton for you, but for me, it feels like football now is on the precipice. Like, we are right there with it.
0: Oh, without question. And and I think there is – look, you're not going to watch a preseason game come away with it and say, okay, I can make my determinations on what the season's going to look like and and who these guys are going to be. But I can tell you watching the Patriots last night, I did get a sense of, you know, Cam Newton looks a little bit more comfortable, albeit in a preseason game. But I, I saw some of the tools that make me feel like the backing coming from Bill Belichick What we know about Belichick and his love for veterans is this is Cam Newton's job to lose. Having said that, I watched Mac Jones come out there and look mighty comfortable, uh, had a nice toss on a deep ball defense, made a good play, or maybe you could say the wideout didn't make the play, overthrew one slightly, but he looked like he was comfortable in his first professional game. And hearing the things we are about Mac, I think that race is going to be wildly intriguing I do think Cam's going to get the nod early on, but I think his margin for error, Shay is going to be pretty slim this year.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that, that the margin for error is going to be pretty slim. Look, here's what I, I saw out of uh, Mac Jones accurate throws last night. Now, not a huge sample size, but he was behind the ones in terms of he did play behind a first team offensive line. You know, like it's not like he was in there with all twos. I think that speaks to what Bill Belichick thinks of this young man. And Cam Newton, did he look the best? No. But, I mean, you have to also remember the defense the Washington football team has ready, locked, loaded, ready to go. So I, I think that is a tight race. I don't know if it's the closest race during preseason like you think that i
0: think that's the closest race which one would you say rivals that you're like okay like because i know when you mentioned chicago Andy dalton you believe he gets the run they want to sit justin fields but inevitably justin fields is going to play there i think the same for the race with with jimmy g and trey lance out there in san francisco no shot. but this is the one i think that have could have jockeying back and forth where if cam plays above average and even plays average, I don't know if that's going to be enough if he plays average football to bring Mac in. I think the health of Cam Newton is the number one question, but his ability to hold, serve, and hold on to that job is going to be week to week because of how Mac Jones could be elevating and evolving off to the side. Whereas I think the other ones, it's clear, as soon as we can get that young guy in there, we're going to get him in there. I don't think that's the case in New England as opposed to these other situations.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Um, Speaking of Chicago... Yesterday, all the reports coming out of training camp were that Justin Fields was balling out. I mean, he looked really impressive in the red zone. He was doing everything right. And before you and I dive into exactly what we think about the situation, because we have very differing of opinions in terms of what Chicago, Matt Nagy, and the Bears should do. And by the way, in case you don't know, Shay and Jordan Cornette filling in for Greeny right now here on Greeny, and Jay and I both come to ESPN via Chicago. We both worked for the ESPN station there in Chicago. Um, I covered the Bears very, very closely over the last three, four years, so I know this team really really well and Jordan obviously has covered them as well and so I just want to I just want to let everyone know that before we give our opinions here but first let's hear from the head coach in Matt Nagy on how much Justin Fields might play on Saturday against the Miami Dolphins
4: for sure past the halftime I mean unless there's I hate to say anything's 100% but the mindset going into it is that he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of reps you know does that take him into the fourth quarter maybe You know, yeah, who who knows? We'll see. But the more reps that we can get at him right now, the better. Uh, It's only going to help him.
1: Okay, and he's right. Obviously, the more reps, the better. It's a rookie. I think this is not stating anything that's shocking to anybody. The more reps you can get a rookie, the better. There is a reason a rookie quarterback has never won a Super Bowl. Um, You know, they need to get as many reps in the National Football League as possible. And then if you look at a guy like Andy Dalton, who's 33 years old and has played in the league for a very long time, he doesn't need the reps. He doesn't need the reps the same way Justin Fields does. Before you give your opinion, let's hear from some of his teammates. Let's hear from Alan Robinson on how impressive Justin Fields has been.
0: He's a guy who has all the talent in the world. You know, when you see him even pull the, pull the ball down and run, you know, I was telling some guys <laughs> that I'm excited to see him get his first game action, to see him on a scramble, make some guys miss, you know, break along. Looks or, like know, a running back. That, with the ball he, ha, he, has, he has those exciting capabilities, you know, throwing and passing, you know. But again, I think, I think the biggest thing for him is, you know, for a young guy, he has a tremendous amount of mental capacity when it comes to plays and when it comes to digesting stuff and learning stuff, you know. So that's also been fun to see as well.
1: Okay, and so yesterday, again, it was a joint practice with the Dolphins and um, the Bears, and and I just want to point out, I said he had a good day at practice. Let me just tell you this. They were doing red zone drills, and uh, Justin Fields had six touchdowns, and he ran, he passed, he rolled out. He did a lot of different things. I think that was impressive to everyone that was watching. But nonetheless, Jay, I know you feel more passionately about Justin Fields starting early than I do in Chicago.
0: I don't worry, Shea, as much about what coaches say in regards to a QB race because they're guarded, they keep things close to the cuff, they're they're very um, delicate in the words they use so as not to tip their hand. What I choose to pay attention to are the veteran guys. All-pro Eddie Jackson talking about how great this guy is in Justin Fields, gushing over him. We just heard from their best target, their best player arguably in Allen Robinson gushing over Justin Fields, Jimmy Graham, the elder statesman on the team for the Chicago Bears, gushing over Justin Fields. When those, that outpouring of love begins to become overwhelming from your figureheads on your team, it becomes undeniable after a certain amount of time that you have to play him because the guys in that locker room getting on the field, putting on the pads, doing battle, believe that Justin Fields gives you your best shot. Now, we haven't quite heard that part. But when Andy Dalton goes out there and plays as I expect Andy Dalton to play because of who he's looked like in recent history, those gushing words of positivity about one guy in Justin Fields become louder. Then a hand gets forced. And then you think about the type of play. What's been lacking the most from the Bears? The inability to activate a run game. Blame it on the offensive line? Absolutely. David Montgomery can be that guy. But when you have a what you need in, the, in this era of football, and a, a dynamic talent who can use his feet, who can audible there and make plays with his own talent that differentiates him from Andy Dalton, that is exa- exactly what Matt Nagy wants and needs. So there's going to come a point where cool, Andy Dalton cool, Andy Dalton cool. But when you see what Justin Fields could do out there on that field in these ex- in these preseason games, knowing all the stuff that comes into it, it's going to be his team, and it's going to be his team early, Shay.
1: All right. I, a few things I want to say there. First of all, in response to him using his legs, yes. I mean, let's not compare Justin Fields' athleticism to Andy Dalton's. I think that's pretty obvious. However, Mitch Trubisky could also use his legs. He could also audible with his legs and extend plays That's what kept him in the game. That's the only thing, and that's why Nick Foles was awful. He couldn't do that. Correct. He was a statue behind that offensive line. However, that didn't result in W's all the time, and it actually resulted in them going to late-game situations where it wasn't enough for him to just use his legs. So that's number one. I don't think that's going to make it or break it. Do I think Justin Fields is going to be a great quarterback in this league? Yes. Do I think He's going to lead the Bears to a lot of victories. Yes, it's not going to happen early, though. They're going to stick with Andy Dalton. I've said this from the very beginning. You are not going to throw a rookie quarterback who, by the way, according to my sources at training camp has looked like a rookie quarterback at times. Sure. Does he have great red zone drills from time? You know, he's a good quarterback. That's why they drafted him so high. But he still has rookie moments. He still is learning the way. Is Andy Dalton the answer? No. But he's a good placeholder for now because if you throw in Justin Fields and he's not ready, that's going back on your GM. That's going back on your head coach who right now have all eyes on them and their seat is warm. Also, I want to point this out. The Bears right now in training camp, they're not treating this like a true competition. Dalton is playing with the ones. Fields is playing with Mm -hmm. the Mm 2s That is not switch. It's not like Mac Jones yesterday in the game with the ones at the O-line. Like, during training camp, clear cut, Dalton's with the ones. Dalton is your number one. Justin Fields is your number two. And then you got Nick Foles just hanging out, like, begging to be traded as your number three. So it's going to be a while before Justin Fields leaps over Andy Dalton until he is fully ready. And that might not come till week four, five, or six, or possibly even the bye week at week 10.
0: And, And I guess it's a matter of, Situation as it pertains to a franchise. And me and you, having covered these Chicago Bears, are keenly aware of a window, a window that's waning. A championship defense a couple of years ago that is still a high level defense with superstars at every level on that defense. A defense good enough to win you games that's just waiting for an offense to come along. Are you okay, Shay, with Andy Dalton being a guy who holds you back just because you're waiting for the right time to usher in this quarterback? who is more talented. Yeah, absolutely you need to wait for Justin Fields to be ready. But I think there becomes a point where it's a tricky and delicate situation for the Bears because you don't want to lose morale with that group. Your window is so small, a coach and a GM who are on a hot seat. And, yes, maybe it saves them to sit him to give them time, but also maybe it helps them to say, see, we got this guy. He's ready because he's so special now and he's going to build morale back, he's going to get energy back, and we're going to start winning in this window that we have right now. Who gives you the best chance has always got to be the question. And this traditional wisdom of let the guy come along, sometimes guys buck that trend. And I believe Justin Fields is a guy that you can say, forget what we typically do with young guys. He can go out there and make us win right now, and that's what we need.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I of course you want them to win right now. Look, if you throw Justin Fields in in the middle of a game, I don't care, pick a game, they'll probably win that game. There's an element of surprise. I mean, it, sh- it there is evidence to prove that I don't have in front of me, like when a starting quarterback goes down or gets removed and you put in a, a, the backup quarterback or somebody else, typically they win that game because there's that element of surprise It throws the defense off their toes. Here's what I know, okay? He doesn't have – Andy Dalton doesn't have the same talent as Justin Fields. I mean, that's obvious to anyone with two eyes. But he's still playing like a rookie, and I know Dalton has got good connections with those receivers. I know that he is – built a lot of chemistry in a very short time with those receivers, and it doesn't look too bad at camp. They're not going to rush Justin Fields into that moment. Um, How great is it when you get to choose your favorite movie to watch? Well, ZipRecruiter's Invite to Apply lets you pick your favorites from the best candidates. ZipRecruiter sends you qualified candidates, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply for your job. Lauren Webb, SVP of Talent Acquisition for Mindua Health, raves about ZipRecruiter's Invite to Apply. She says, I love that feature because we have a much higher follow-through rate If I invite candidates, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. All right. We're going to talk to our NFL insider right now. That is Jeremy Fowler. He's going to join us right now on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Good afternoon to you, Jeremy. Now, we've kind of gone all over the place here. We've talked a little bit about Chicago talked about what we saw last night in New England, so let's go to last night and start with the Patriots, shall we? Mac Jones comes in for Cam Newton, and he impresses uh, very much so in in their first preseason game. Jordan here thinks that it's a very tight race between Cam Newton and Mac Jones. What can you tell us about that quarterback situation?
2: Hey, well, good morning, and thanks for having me. And, you know, it's one of those situations where Cam Newton is still the favorite, but Mac Jones is doing his best to close the gap. You know, I, I texted with some people, around the league last night and this morning. And the feeling was, hey, this this guy looks comfortable. And that's about all you can ask for in your first preseason game as a rookie. You know, he looks calm. He's he's a good decision maker, and he's accurate. That was his MO out of Alabama. He's shown that in Patriots camp. And so, you know, this is a a situation where Bill Belichick does trust Cam Newton. They feel he's going to be better in year two. He's going to be healthier. He's going to have more weapons around him. So Jones is going to have to just sort of chip away at this to close the gap, but he's off to a very good start to the point where Cam Newton's going to have to progress and, and, and show probably a little more in order to keep the job in the short or long term.
0: Jeremy, is there any formula? Are there any context clues that we can read into, whether it be in these preseason games, what we come to know about camp in trying to discern what a franchise is going to do in terms of who they're going to use at quarterback. Is there anything we can read between the lines and what we're seeing and go, oh, it's clear, the Niners want to use Lance. Oh, it's clear, the Bears want to use Fields, yada, yada, yada.
2: It it really depends on the situation and where a team is. You know, you look at uh, Jacksonville, uh, clearly when you pick a number one guy like Trevor Lawrence and he's the best prospect since Andrew Luck, you're going to play him. The only reason to not play him would be is if you just think your roster is really, really bad and you want to protect him from himself, but that that doesn't seem likely here. He's going to play Zach Wilson. Same situation, like clearly a rebuild in New York. They don't even have another backup with with NFL experience at all, uh, except for I believe Josh Johnson. So there's not much there. He's going to play, but uh, you know, in a case like the Patriots, this is a. It depends on the roster. This is a, a veteran roster on defense, and then on an offense, it added a lot of pieces to where. Uh, you know, they, they don't want to give away games by trying to break in a rookie necessarily. Uh, you know, there's a team that can win now for the most part. And, and it's the same in Chicago. I know when they signed Andy Dalton, they did so thinking, okay, we went 8-8 eight and eight with, with Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. We believe a guy like Dalton, just capable quarterback play, can get us to 10 wins and get us stronger positioning in the playoffs because the roster is pretty good. Um, so that's where it gets complicated when you play a young player. Um, You know, these coaches want somebody who can master the offense, who's reliable, knowing that the young player will come along. Now, are Justin Fields and Mac Jones bridging that gap with their ability? And, and, you know, uh, in the case of Fields, the chance to make wow plays? Absolutely. Uh, It just depends on if they can bridge that gap in the next four weeks. It's a short amount of time to try to do so.
1: Talking to Jeremy Fowler right now, our NFL insider here on ESPN. He joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. You're listening to Greeny, Shea Cornett, Jordan Cornett filling in for Greeny this morning. Um, Okay, let's go to another game we saw last night, and that was the Steelers as they took on the Eagles. But the question is, who's going to back up Ben Roethlisberger this year? Is it Mason Rudolph or is it Dwayne Haskins?
2: Well, it's shaping up to be Mason Rudolph, but Haskins is progressing probably even a little faster than they thought. You know, he's acclimated himself well there. Got along with teammates. Uh, They they knew he had the good arm, but, you know, he's not trying to do too much. He's taking easy completions. Uh, So, you know, Mason Rudolph's been in that system four years. They they know what he is. So I think if they had to play a game tomorrow in the regular season and Ben Roethlisberger got hurt, I believe that Mason Rudolph will be the guy inserted into the game. Uh, But Haskins probably has a better chance to be a long-term answer there because of the pedigree. Because Mike Tomlin is taking a chance on him. thinking that in the the right environment, uh, like Pittsburgh, with a stable culture, that Haskins can grow and sort of maximize his pretty big talent.
1: Yeah, and that's really important given a 17-game slate and an older quarterback, right, in Big Ben Roethlisberger. All right, let's go to the Dallas Cowboys. We've talked a lot about this this week but nonetheless it's always good to get an update on what is going on with Dak Prescott so the Dallas Cowboys tweeted out what was it two days ago now that he was going to get another MRI where do things stand with Dak are we going to see him in the preseason or is it better off for the Cowboys just to hold him out till the regular season at this point
2: Yeah, so I was at Cowboys camp this week actually and I was told by several people that there's no concern about this lingering long term that they feel very good about the shoulder injury just being like something he dealt with in 2019 almost with a wrist injury that didn't cost him any games, just sort of like a strain or a sprain where it's um, very manageable. Uh, So the MRI, some, you know, it's a little bit of a concern, but I'm told the Cowboys aren't panicking right now. You know, they're, uh, I was told they're going to get through this game against Arizona get to Dallas and sort of reassess with Dak, but it's likely a situation where they just need to confirm for his peace of mind that things are trending in the right direction. I don't think it's a, a panicked, situation right now um unless something has changed drastically in the last 24 hours but uh from what i had gathered asking a lot of people over there in dallas um they felt really good about how he's progressing and how he's throwing the ball he's sort of in a ramp up period where you know he's doing some light throwing and they'll move on to some heavier throwing yeah i think maybe maybe it's a situation where they put him in a pitch count this year you know and he doesn't throw every day in practice just to sort of let the arm rest because we're so close to the season but uh, long term they feel good about this and and really the ankle was always the bigger concern because he had to get off that you know and he mm-hmm. had played since week five of last year and they, they just want to see him in some sort of preseason action I think the chance of him playing in the preseason is still fairly good
1: Oh, okay interesting stuff Jeremy Fowler NFL insider thank you so much for the insight this morning we appreciate it
2: hey thanks appreciate you have a good day
1: See you later. That's Jeremy Fowler joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. So I'm here to settle the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 3 5G debate. Is it a phone? Is it a tablet? It's actually both. It's two screens in one, and it's truly life-changing. Get your new Galaxy Z Fold 3 5G at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with your carrier. All right, coming up next, does a young quarterback – Need to play in meaningless preseason games? I mean, is it really necessary? We'll discuss it next, right here on Greenie on ESPN Radio.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space
3: Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's dot com slash Gift Finder today. That's Macy's dot com slash Gift Finder. Greenie, the
0: podcast.
1: Lil Wayne on a Friday just hits different. Okay. You know what I
0: mean? Look at you getting the songs right.
1: <laughs> I'm doing what I can. Shorty, wanna. Okay, don't, I hate when you say Bottles in Okay, enough. Shane Jordan Cornett filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, ESPN plus, And you can just tell your uh, smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Happy to be filling in for Greeny this morning. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches, plus their commitment to being or to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call one 800 Granger, click com, or just stop by. Uh, okay. So if you've ever heard us on the airwaves here at ESPN, which we fill in on a lot of different shows, we also have our own show on Sunday. It's called game day with the Cornets on ESPN radio. We, talk about our affiliations a lot mine more so to Chicago Jordan over here is from Cincinnati and so he beats the drum for the Bengals something not a lot of people at ESPN do nonetheless Joe Burrow was the number one overall pick at one point okay and yes he, he has suffered a very gruesome injury to his knee to his leg but he's back he was cleared for practice beginning of August and all the reports out of Bengals training camp is that the offense has struggled let's call it what it is there wasn't a lot of connections with his receivers some turnovers um some things you would expect, I think, from a quarterback that is returning from injury and trying to get his footing and trying to figure out how to make this whole thing work. But nonetheless, Jordan, it is almost as if we have forgotten that Joe Burrow was the number one overall pick and that the these Bengals are supposed to take a step forward this year.
0: This is not a Homer take. But in that same class, <laughs> Justin Herbert, who everybody loves, and for good reason. I'm a huge fan. But people seem to lead with Herbert, most likely because he played an entire season last year. But give me Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert every day of the week, and that's the kind of praise I want heaped back on the star quarterback for the Bengals. Joe Burrow did magnificent things with no offensive line and a team that was one of the worst in the league last year until he got hurt. Joe Burrow showed me enough swagger, confidence, ability, and command of an offense, and, and again, playmaking ability, to say this is the guy. Now what the Bengals did in the offseason – knowing who Mike Brown and that front office had been says to me, they too know what they have. They spent money in free agency, something they never do. They went the most telling to me with the Bengals was how they drafted, had a chance to take Panay Sewell with their first pick in that draft in the first round.
1: I don't know why they didn't
0: because Joe Burrow wanted Jamar chase. And what we've learned in this new era of the NFL is disgruntled quarterbacks. They get too disgruntled. They're going to pack their bags. See how close it got, and it's pending with Aaron Rodgers. See how close it got with Russell Wilson. Tom Brady, I don't know if it was disgruntled, but ultimately he found a new home after a long run it ended. The Bengals are doing everything they can to say, hey, Joe, we're in this with you because we know where you can take us. They went and took Jamar Chase, his guy, electing not to protect Joe, but to me that speaks to we want to give Joe what he wants, but also we feel good about our offensive line this year. The offensive line has to be better. You have to protect Joe Burrow to give this star a chance to shine bright because that young receiving core is quietly one of the most talented in the league with T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and now Jamar Chase. You've got a guy in Joe Mixon who is a Swiss Army knife in that backfield and, and can do a lot of special things. Now you look to the defense. That defense up front, Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson, another one of those guys they spent money on. Can they get to the quarterback? An enhanced secondary. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are the team to watch for that could surprise. Okay. They're over under. The number is set at six and a half. If you don't take that over, you don't like money. Oh. That's where we're at right now.
1: Jordan, the problem, half the problem with the Bengals is the division that they play in. True. Like you're not going to sweep the Steelers, the Ravens, or the Browns. It's not going to happen. You're not going to sweep any of those teams.
0: But Can you go 500 there?
1: Can you go 500 against each of those teams? I don't think so. You think the Bengals have a win over the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Browns in them? I expect uh, the, I expect far. the
0: Bengals to sweep the Steelers. Okay, this year.
1: let me let's let me keep it real as someone who's not from Cincinnati. Okay, please. First of all, with their first-round pick, they should have taken an, an offensive lineman. They should build a fortress around that quarterback in Joe Burrow because he is special. And you're going to get him mowed over if you don't have someone protecting him at all costs. Jamar Chase, yes, he is a great get. But maybe you could have traded up to take both Jamar Chase and an offensive lineman to help you out. Now what the Bengals did is they tried to get value, right? both up front on both sides of the ball. In their number two pick instead, they went with an offensive lineman. In their third round, they went with a defensive lineman. And in their fourth round, the defensive lineman. And on down the line, and so they were trying to build up front on both sides of the ball, but with value, and not in the first round where they again went and took Jabbar Chase as a receiver that obviously already has a connection being that they're both LSU guys with Joe Burrow. Here's the thing that perplexes me about the Burrow situation. Jay, when he went down with an injury, My husband here was on the phone with anyone that would answer in Cincinnati trying to see what the status was. And your initial thought was he might not even play this season.
0: I thought they'd err on the side of conservatism and say, hey, this is such a gruesome injury. He means so much. Let's sit him for an entire year. But the guy's a competitor. He has an edge. Not only is he back, he's ready for week one. And they're going to not use him in this preseason most likely to protect him so he can step out there week one.
1: So he can step out there week one. And so all of these bumps and bruises that you're seeing along the way here in training camp, like people, again – they thought he might not even play this season at all. So, like, let him get out the interceptions or figuring out how to – like, he's he needs to figure out how to use his legs in order to throw the way he's used to throwing. Like, people don't understand that when you have that kind of injury, it impacts your entire body, not just your leg. So, give him a minute. Let him figure it out. Put him on a snap count, whatever you need to do.
0: Six and a half is the over-under in total wins for the Cincinnati Bengals. Do you go under six and a half do you go over?
1: I'm going to go under, I think six is a good number for the Cincinnati Bengals this year. Next year I'll give them a bigger leap, but this year it's about staying healthy and figuring out that O-line and making connections. It's just that division is so hard too. Greenie is presented by Progressive Insurance. Small business protection just got easier with more than 30 coverage options available. Progressive has got you covered. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Alright, as we continue here on Greenie, Jordan and I are going to stay here filling in for the next hour. Again, Jordan Cornette, Shea Cornette filling in for Greenie this morning. So happy to do so. We've already talked baseball and football we're going to stay with that football theme because last night we did see Cam Newton and Mac Jones under center for the Patriots so what does that mean for the quarterback position going forward well we'll tell you about it next right here on Greeny on ESPN Radio